We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. going on everybody and welcome back to another episode of no other pod i'm jimmy along with my good buddy dan what's up man victory pod homie not not times two no just just one because we only played one game so no fault of our own yeah but a victory pod (laughs) is a victory pod nonetheless i'm excited to be here excited to talk about three points uh but it's is it kind of overshadowed because and we're kind of bummed because of the yeah. cancellation. I think so. It feels a bit weird yes. because we should have maybe had a double victory pod. We should have had. I mean, I guess we don't really know because on one hand, if we either drew or lost against Minnesota, it would have hurt our points per game. But if yeah. we would have won, it would have improved it. So it's kind of like we don't really know. But it just wipes it off. I I gotta be honest. I really don't understand points per game. I'm just I I do I get it. You you know you do the average or whatever. But it's like I'm like if we if we played another game, like would that increase our points per game or is taking one away helping yeah. us? I don't really understand. It if, sucks. If we would have won, it would have helped us. If we would have drawn or lost, it would hurt us. So, so we didn't play at all. Does that hurt us? Uh, it gives us one less chance to improve our standing. I will say that because so it, essentially it, it hurts. It limits it. It limits the damage we can do to ourselves, but it also limits the improvement that we can have because now we can only get three more points and play one more game. Whereas if we would have had those two games, we could have tried to keep pace with Seattle or Portland, who have two more games. If they they both have two more games, and if they win both those games, it's mathematically impossible for us to get first place in the West. Yeah, but. it's I. Uh, part of me says it's not fair, but I can't tell you a more fair strategy. You know what I mean? I can't tell you a more fair system. Yeah, I mean the only other option would be if a team can't play, they, they forfeit. forfeit those three points. But that but might disproportionately yourself... benefit teams that might not yeah. otherwise have won. And it's easy to think that because you're like, ah, screw them, man. They didn't take it as seriously. Blah blah blah. But if it was your team and like. Ilya got COVID at Whole Foods or some shit, you know, <laughs> you, you'd be upset and yeah. because your team couldn't play and now you're just, you lose points because of it. So I, yeah. I get it. This is the most fair direction to go. Uh, it's just, I don't, I don't accept it. Just like some people won't accept the results of the election. <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> we are just 
in case y'all are wondering, we are oh, actually wow. recording what kind this. What today is today? We're recording this on Monday because I, I didn't want to have to think about other stuff on Tuesday in all full transparency. I was not going to be able to concentrate. So uh, Jamie's a little worry wart. <laughs> yeah, I am. Well, <laughs> 2016 scarred me. We're, we're recording this on Monday. This is obviously releasing on Wednesday. God knows what happened. Maybe the what kind of day is this right, right now? now? Are we too energetic <laughs> for your life right now? Or are we not know. energetic enough? Maybe civil war, a civil war has started. We don't know. Oh God, there are guns in the street probably. And we're just talking about soccer. Who knows? So that's, <laughs> that's why we're, we're not, we're not making mention of it. I would tell y'all to go vote, but it's too late. So yeah, exactly. Hopefully <laughs> you, you, made you that did plea. the thing. Yeah. So uh, yeah, but let's, um, I don't know, man. We, we don't have any new five-star rating reviews to discuss this week. So oh, well, if you haven't done it, make sure you go out and do that because we would appreciate that. But let's uh, – we did have a game against FC Cincy, even if we didn't have a game against Minnesota United. So That's we'll right. talk about the Minnesota, Minnesota United stuff maybe a little bit more later. But you and I went on Cincy Soccer Talk last week. And we were previewing this game, and uh, we, I know we, pre- we told people on our pod last week to go listen to it. At that time, we had not yet recorded it, so I thought it was kind of fun. It was, it good, was good fun. Time. They, they were all right, and they, uh, you know, they kind of took a back seat. They're like, this isn't yeah, – they, I think they podcast quite a bit, like a, a pretty active show. Yeah. I'm like, Jesus, dude, sometimes we have to struggle to get one in per week, you know. <laughs> I think they do multiples per week, yeah. but they said this is – the march to the match show or whatever this is your guys's yeah show and so they just kind of let us talk which i love you know i'll take advantage of that all day and just talk their ears off and had to throw a little throw some shade in there as well at at you and at them yeah yeah (laughs) no they they seem like they took it all in good fun i mean look they're cincy fans they know the situation of fc cincinnati they're not going in there although the one guy didn't make he was like i'm just gonna say think Cincinnati might win four to one he did say and, that and his his friend was like well that's not happening well I gave KC a 3-1 <laughs> victory and I'm like wow Jimmy was a little more serious about his prediction than, than my uh overcompensated pick you know <laughs> it was I mean it was the last match for FC Cincinnati at Nippert Stadium and so they were thinking and I understand that maybe there would be a little bit of emotion there but I think the fact that there was no fans in the stands probably negated any emotion that would have been there otherwise Probably because apparently it's a it's just a really great place and has a lot of history to it and I you know not being from there I don't know a whole lot about it yeah so just to hear how it host it was the home of the old uh, what what it was the whole home of the Bengals in the AFL I think so yeah which is just historic in its own and did it mm. host its first game in like 1901 or something something like that yeah it's been there for That's a while cool. they had their 2017 U.S. Open Cup run in that stadium so. I understand wow. the history for them, but, but they're getting a pretty badass stadium now. It looks great. It looks That's great. Cool. It's going to be a fun one to go visit. Uh, I mean, all these new MLS stadiums are just top notch, and and Children's Mercy Park is still up there. Like as far as I think, you know, aesthetically sure. looking and whatnot. But I mean, you can tell these new stadiums, like especially compared to like what what's it now, Dignity Health Sports Park, where the Galaxy play, like you can tell there is a there is a number of steps between a stadium like that and you know bank of california stadium or whatever it's called yeah. lafc or or some of these other new stadiums so seeing the galaxy play in person was kind of a trip i was like first of all i gotta pay for parking yeah. this blows yeah and then i was like oh this is like part of a, a 
complex. It's like a it's yeah, like industrial a, complex. It seems like a sports complex. It was uh, it was very interesting. It wasn't always like they don't own that stadium. I don't think, and it wasn't always exclusively theirs. Like I remember when I was in high school, we played high school football games sometimes at that stadium, and so it's just like. That kind of was the stadium that was used for a number of different things. And then obviously the Chargers played their home games there for a, whatever it was, a year or two. And I didn't know so, you played football, to be honest. Oh, I, I w- wasn't playing. I was a Ooh. fan. My high school played football games there. I was this gotcha. play-by-play announcer on the school radio station for football. Were you really? I was, yeah. Y'all had a school radio station? It was like an online radio station, yeah. What? That's so my, crazy. My friends and I would do the the play by play and the color commentary for our football games. Wow! I did. You know, I you do have a you got a face for radio. You know, <laughs> I remember <laughs> there was one game where we were we were in the playoffs, and it was like a three and a half hour drive to get to where the game was happening. And so I took the little laptop, and my dad drove me out there, and I was just it was cold because it was like somewhere in the middle of the desert. And it was just me like in the corner of these like rickety ass bleachers with this little laptop by myself calling a football game for three hours by myself because my friend didn't come. So I'm just sitting there talking for three hours, being my own color commentary guy and all the other fans from the other school who have no idea what's happening. They're like, what is this (laughs) idiot doing over there? Just like pretending to call a football game. Well, what are your thoughts, Jimmy? Well, thanks for asking, Jimmy. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. So. Well, that's funny. A little little peek into your your childhood there, pal. I you got a little radio voice, though. I'm Jimmy. I'm on the radio. I was also the uh, the PA announcer for our high school basketball team. Whoa! And we were we were pretty good. Like we went to state tournament, went pretty far in that one. But that was always kind of fun because it'd be like, and now the starting lineup. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, beep, 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 it was always fun. And well, that was fun because you get to be like, you'd hit a three pointer and you get all excited, and the other team would hit a three pointer and just be like three points. So oh, that's that's hilarious. <laughs> that's very but, funny. Yeah, there was a time where I thought I actually wanted to be a professional sportscaster. And then I was like, I don't think I want to spend the first 15 years of my career in, you know, Puxatawney, wherever, calling, yeah. you know, third division lacrosse. Kind of got to work your way up or, you know, yeah, maybe even some USL soccer or something. Yeah. And this was pre-podcast days. So. Right. Who knows? But. Crazy. Let's uh, let's jump on into this Cincy game. You know, they they didn't see. I would say overall, even though the one guy predicted a four-one victory, he was more just like wishing. He didn't actually think that. They, they, they seem like really big fans, man. Very similar to us. So yeah, it was kind of cool. Yeah, they they knew what they were kind of in for. It seemed so. You know, I mean, you look at the starting lineup. You know, Kyrie, Alan Polito, Johnny Russell up top. That's that's about as scary as it's going to get for Sporting KC if you're the other team. Right. Uh, midfield, Garikinda, Ilya, and Felipe Hernandez. I feel decent about that midfield. And then uh, Amadou Dia, Andreu Fontes, Roberto Punchech, and Jalen Lindsay in front of Tim Melia. So, you know, one thing that I thought was interesting that they said about, you know, I'm not going to go through their lineup because nobody knows who half these people are. But, but they were talking and they were like, we were going through FC Cincinnati's lineup and they were like, we don't think we could find a single person who could crack the starting 11 at Sporting KC. And I think they're probably right. They're right. I mean, it makes sense, but it's uh, that's kind of sad when you yeah. think of it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And and they they echoed your analysis was spot on last week. They're like, yeah, the uh, the defense has been has been fine for most of the year. It's just been there's been no offense, and that's kind of exactly what what played out 
in the game. Like Sporting KC, we had 13 shots, four on target, but like I wouldn't say Sporting had a ton of opportunity to actually score in that game. It was it was relatively close. Cincy won possession handily, 62 to 38. Uh, it's just, you know, it was kind of a, a slowish, methodical game. I think I even texted you at halftime, and I was like, this is boring. It felt boring. Yeah, it felt very, uh, I don't know, it definitely wasn't as entertaining as I, I would have hoped. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I kind of wanted SKC to come out strong. I mean, there was, in the eighth minute, I think it was, Seem De Young, their their striker, had had an opportunity that he probably should have put on frame, maybe even should have scored. You know, Sporting's defense just got a little disheveled. There was kind of a loose ball in the box, and De Young was right at about the six-yard line, and he just kind of shot it over the goal and probably should have been a goal for FC Cincinnati, but I think that was just kind of indicative of what they were saying. It's just like, we don't really have anybody who can score. So funny, dude. Like, the the way that happened, I mean – they should have tied that up for one, that, that PK. <laughs> oh, yeah. We haven't even gotten to the PK yet. Oh, okay. I thought you, you mentioned that they had a – Yeah, no, this was the eighth-minute uh, oh, goal. Okay. When they had an opportunity to score from, like, the six-yard line. He just – same dude, just sent it right over the top. Gotcha. So, yeah. 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 They just – they don't have anybody. And, you know, Tim had a good save in the 46th minute. Um, but then, yeah, you start getting toward um, – 57th minute and that's finally Roger Espinoza came on at the half and uh Sporting KC finally kind of broke through you know they had uh flanking down the left side uh Polito cut it back into uh a late running Roger and Roger puts it away didn't send it over the top of the net like he sometimes does but it was uh it was a pretty good goal for for Sporting KC felt good yeah I mean Roger just took a little deflection into the net and goalkeeper said at the end yeah I probably would have stopped it had it not taken the deflection it's like man yeah, we'll see. But uh, it was nice, man. Uh, very cool, calm, and collected. Uh, Polito on the ball again, giving assists. I mean. Mm-hmm. Gotti Kinda with a good pass to Polito down the perfectly weighted pass down the line. Good grief. Is there any goals anymore that, that those two guys aren't a part of in right. some way? I was not, gl- unless it's a corner kick, you know. <laughs> I was glad that Kinda was actually involved in the goal because they asked us, they're like, who's, who's a player to watch? First mm-hmm. in KC and, and Alan Polito is the obvious answer, but we, we were kind of trying to be like, well, you know, Gotti Keene is a guy that FC Cincy fans might not know, but they should. Yeah. Polito's easy answer. I mean, everyone, he's going to be a household name soon, you know, right. if not already, but uh, yeah. I think I said, Roger, you know, will add some physicality to the game. And I, there you go. I kind of thought he'd start to be honest. So it was cool to see him come on as a, a super sub. Yeah. We didn't have uh, Buzio or Winston Reed in the game day lineup, which despite Peter <laughs> saying they would be available. Yeah. We kind of knew because it was like, well, they're on the injury report. And then Peter was like, I don't know what you're talking about. They're not hurt. And uh, they could play if they want to. And then they weren't in the team selection. And it was kind of like, yeah, well, Peter. that's smart on Peter's end though, because he knows just like we know the injury report does not come out until the day of the game. So like, yeah. how dare someone else put that out there? before yeah. he's able to you know yeah i i it was he's he's different with that type of stuff yeah but i don't Dude, know have you been watching these press conferences with peter not as much as as you Bruh, have they're strange yeah uh i think he's getting i think he's getting bored and and is trying oh, to make probably. his own fun yeah so 
Soren Petro from 810WHB is talking, uh, is about to ask his question, and Peter just keeps interrupting him. He's like, hey, 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 so- hey, Soren. Hey, buddy. Hey, 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 happy birthday, Soren. Ha- happy birthday. <laughs> and, and Soren can't hear because he's asking his question. So it's right. overlapping. And right. Soren goes, oh, <laughs> thanks so much. It was yesterday, you know. And then it happened again later to Sean Goodwin. Hey, hey, Sean, 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 hey, Sean, happy birthday yesterday. Happy birthday. <laughs> and I thought he was just saying, like, telling everyone happy birthday. Like, this is some new weird thing he does, yeah. even though it's not their birthday. I don't I think he's losing it. I think he's, he's cracking like we are, dude. Yeah. I wouldn't, I mean, they're not playing games as much as they should. So he's probably trying yeah. to figure out what the heck we're going to do. Yeah. What are we going to talk about? How are we going to fill this press conference? Like right. y'all, y'all are scraping the surface for questions as it is. Right. Well, and he's probably tired of answering some of the same questions over and over again. And you know, when Polito was, was having his press conference, most of the questions were about his time with the Mexican national team. Anyway, it wasn't even about sporting KC stuff. So there's hey, only so I much thought, you can talk about. I thought Polito spoke and understand really good English, but I mean, they keep doing stuff in Spanish with him. And I think that's because they're trying to really gain the support. Like they're thinking yeah. international and Mexican pressers and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. I, I, I think he, cause he can speak it and he I can think understand he can, it. But I know uh, even when new players come and English is their second language, because Diego Rubio is kind of this way, if I remember correctly, even if they can understand it, like it kind of takes some time for them to feel comfortable answering interview questions in English because they're not used to doing that type of stuff in other countries. Like media availability really isn't a thing like it is here in other countries. Mm. So they kind of have to not only get used to figuring out how do you kind of play that game and answer the questions without saying anything crazy, but also doing so in your second language it sometimes gets a little difficult for them. So I don't blame him for doing it in Spanish at first. I wouldn't be surprised if by next year he's answering questions in English. No problem. Because by the time Diego left, I mean, he was perfectly fine doing questions in, in English and it was no problem. Right, so, right. Interesting. Yeah, that makes sense. But I know Elia even sometimes he'll do interviews still in Spanish if, if you know, there's Spanish media there and he'll go and, and do that. So cool. But yeah, it was... Uh, <laughs> As you mentioned, there was a penalty, 59th minute. Roberto Puncic um, kind of got his hand on the shoulder of the FC Cincy attacker. I don't know the attacker's name because I don't know any of their players. But I don't know, man. I'm curious to get your thoughts. He kind of had his left hand on the right shoulder of the player, which maybe by the book is technically a foul. But based on the way this referee had been calling the game up to this point, he had been letting a lot of contact go. And the player went does. The player went down pretty easily. I know the hand on the shoulder is technically a foul, but I didn't necessarily, at least from the angles I saw, see a pull or enough to actually make the player go down. And I guess you could argue it's just smart by the Cincy attacker to feel it and go down. If he gets the call, he gets the call. But I don't know. It was a little iffy for me. No, very smart. If uh, if the roles are reversed and that happens to Gerso, you know, Gerso goes to ground, I'm I'm not going to bitch about it. Because, like, yeah, the right. hand was on the shoulder. And did Punchets need to do that? Not at all. I, I, I think he's already beat. And, of course, he's beat. Or he wouldn't have done that. He wouldn't have put his hand on the shoulder. But yeah. I, I don't know what you do in that moment. Just He's at a weird angle anyway. So Tim's going to come out and ideally squash that anyways. I, I don't know, man. Right. Well, and it's, it's tough because, as you said, he was already beat. But 
Fontas was right there too. He, he had mm-hmm. help. So he was beat. He didn't really have to grab him. He could have just gotten his body in the way of the defender because the defender kind of headed the ball pretty wide. I, I think it was just a misplay by, by Punchet. So, you know, if, if that call goes in Sporting Casey's favor, favor, like if we're the attacker and we get that call, I think I feel pretty good. Uh, you know, like I said, by the book, I think this one's actually probably correct. It just, I don't know. I think my biggest thing was it felt like it was a little inconsistent with how the ref had been calling it up to that point, just because he had been letting so much go. But right. it didn't ultimately matter. And what's funny is so, okay, Sim De Jong steps up to take this penalty kick. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, we got goddamn Tim Melia in goal. Even like, the announcers are even mates like, okay, you know, you don't want to face Tim in goal. Right. And this was one of the few times I can remember in recent history. I actually don't remember the last time Tim actually guessed the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Tim went to his right and seemed young, shot it to Tim's left. He just shot it just right off the right post. And then he got the rebound and went to shoot it again. And Tim actually saved it, even though it was actually an illegal shot. Cause as a penalty taker, you're not allowed to be the first one to touch it off of a miss. See, so. I, I didn't think about that. Now had Tim, parried it away now tim has touched it now the taker can kick it right i believe so yeah so when that happened i was like what why is he not allowed to do that well i guess i get that because no one touched it yeah so it'd be different if tim you know tim had actually deflected it or it. something it'd be a live ball again exactly i mean it's a live ball but it'd be a live ball for everybody but the I've penalty taker, seen that before i've seen it once or twice but I, but it's rare enough where i forgot to like i saw well, I, I mean, I've never seen uh, Tim Million not stop it before. No, <laughs> both those things. It's, it's very weird. Yeah. It, I mean, it's, it was a weird situation, but you know, it, it was just kind of like, well, that I think since he soccer talk, he even tweeted us there. Like if you want a highlight of our 2020 season in just about five seconds, just watch the last penalty kick. Yeah. And that's about it. So sounds about right. They, uh, God, even a lot of the players were in the press conference of the other team, man. Cincinnati players, they were just like, we just can't get it done. Like, yeah. we, we have opportunities, and we just yeah. can't finish. Well, and they almost, 88th minute, Brandon Vasquez had a little nice spin move on Dia and then tried to chip Tim, and Tim just got barely enough of a finger to it to, to tip it off of the post, and the refs got it wrong, said it was a goal kick. It should have been a corner. Ref got but, it real wrong, yo. <laughs> But Tim got just enough. And that, I mean, he doesn't get his fingertips on that ball. That's probably an equalizer. So, I think so, yeah. You know, that's, that's a big-time save by Tim. But ultimately, three points for Sporting KC. Gets him that much close. I mean, it, it clinched the, uh, the playoff spot for Sporting KC. Got him up to 1.8 points per game. And, uh, yeah, we were supposed to play Minnesota United, but obviously that didn't happen. But I don't know, man. It's uh, – I would say that wasn't probably the dominant performance I would have liked in Cincinnati, but you get three points on the road. That's about all you can ask for. Well, also the field was trash. Um, it just wasn't a good looking field it wasn't. at all. No. Um, you could just tell the players were frustrated with it. The ball doesn't roll and bounce the way you want it to. No. Um, but they do have a field like that that they practice with back in Kansas City. So Yeah, it was, it was very slow moving. You could tell they were just continuously having to keep the ball dribbling and, mm-hmm. and it, it the passes you could not play a long ball across the turf because it just would bounce and chop and slow down too much. So 
It's rough, dude. I played some small-sided soccer that it, had, it was like on grass, but it had like divots all over the field, and like the field wasn't even really. It was just it was kind of like rec soccer, like yeah. no one running the damn thing. And I was like, "Am I gonna blow up my ACL playing rec soccer? Like the field matters so much. Yeah. It's craziness." Yeah, it's yeah. Peter kind of mentioned the turf, and he was like, "You know, both teams had to deal with it, but the field." was tough to play on and and the pro like i he's right both teams have to deal with it it's not like it's it's a worse field for one than the other but i do think sporting kc style of play is probably disproportionately impacted by a rough field turf like that compared to a team like cincinnati because sporting passes it so much and has such a high press fast-paced style it's predicated on being able to quickly and efficiently move the ball around. And when the field makes that harder to do, I think that's part of why you end up with a situation where Sporting KC doesn't win possession like they normally do just because their style is impacted inherently by rough field conditions. Right, for sure. So it's, uh, it's interesting. It's, Which made you know, it all the while more exciting to come play a home game. Mm-hmm. Yep. Bitches. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's rough. Um, you know, MLS announced the cancellation of, it was supposed to be the regular season home finale against Minnesota United. They announced it on the evening of Halloween, the day before the game was supposed to start. So it's, um, it was because there was a second confirmed positive for a Minnesota United player. And, you know, just because Sunday, this upcoming Sunday is decision day, they can't reschedule it. So that's why that. though, well, what's the rules? What are the rules that, 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 two players test positive and, and you just, you shut it down or, or can you not replace them? People have a bench for a reason. Like what's the rule? So apparently I don't think there is a set rule, but what it seems to be is if you have one player test for it and everybody else tests negative, they're not going to cancel the game. The trend I seem to see is the second, a, a second player test positive for it. They're starting to think, okay, there might be spread throughout the team we can't just bench these two players and play everybody else because we don't know if they have it and just haven't tested positive yet. So that we're starting to see spread. So we got to, we got to call the game, which I think medically it seems like there's logic there. It just sucks because I think we all saw that this was probably inevitability back when they were deciding to travel and not be in a bubble and whatnot. I just would have liked there to be some sort of a plan. And it seems like there wasn't. There's no plan. I mean, look at uh, even teams like Clemson, dude, Mm -hmm. Their star Heisman candidate quarterback just yep. got COVID and is out for like two games and they damn near lost the game. And that should be punishment enough. Like, Oh, your star players got COVID. Well, guess what? These other players don't, they right. got to keep playing the game. So I guess I'm just confused as to why two players. Yeah. You shut it down. Cause don't you have a bench of like 20 now? Yeah, I think it just has less to do with, oh, there's, it's not so much that we don't have enough players available right now. It's just that we don't know exactly how widespread this spread is. We don't know is. anything. We yeah. don't know anything anymore. Yeah. I, I'm just. But I mean, it, it begs People the question. We're still wearing masks. We're still wearing masks, right? We're supposed to. Should be. Should be. Good, 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 good. But it, it, it begs the question what happens if this happens in the playoff? exactly you like, don't reschedule that what do you have it december just, 15th or something you forfeit i guess essentially yeah and then the one team just moves on free so bro i don't know watch man. colorado squeeze into these playoffs and then they have a COVID outbreak again and have to drop like their first playoff game 
and how much then would that suck for like, you know, right? So if you look at the standings right now, Colorado's in the playoffs. 1.38 points per game. They've only played 16 games. They have 22 points, but but they're in and they're they're ranked higher than San Jose in eighth place. They're ranked higher than Vancouver, LA Galaxy. Now I'm not going to sit here and say Vancouver or the Galaxy deserve to be in the playoffs because they don't. They're averaging just about one point per game. That's not good. But I mean, if I were them, I'd be like, man, this really kind of sucks that, you know, we have more points than them, even though we've played more games and we can't get in because they're almost rewarded for not playing all their games. So it's just not fun. It's all just a weird situation to me, man. Like I love normalcy. I miss normalcy. I I want a normal season back. Yeah. Well, and so Sporting KC was supposed to play against Minnesota United, as we said, and that got canceled. The Seattle Sounders, they were in first place based they on points per out. game. They played the Colorado Rapids and they lost three to one. So we went right back up there. They dropped behind Briefly. Sporting KC. Yeah. And we were like, oh, we're in first place. And then I realized I sent out that tweet from our No Other Pod account and I was like, oh, hey, look, we're in first place. And then I literally, as soon as I hit send, I was like, oh, shoot, Portland's still playing. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think it was like nil nil yeah. at that time. It's like, oh, well. Be nice if they drop points. I don't yeah, know. But then they ended up scoring a goal and, and they beat Vancouver and they Everyone jumped back. Vancouver. They barely jumped back up in front of us. But this is where that Minnesota game really would have been useful because they've played one more game and they have two more points than us. And so they have 1.81 points per game where we have 1.8. Had we played Minnesota and had we won, we'd be in first place right now. Yeah. So it just – it really, it really kind of sucks. We got one game left, and it's Sunday at RSL. Seattle has two games left, Wednesday at LA Galaxy. Probably going to win. And well, they're still trying to – have we locked down a home playoff game yet? I don't think that's uh, a given yet, is it? I don't think it's technically a given, well, no. No, but. I think it is because haven't we secured a top four or top three finish right now? Have we? Let me uh, – it's it's tough because – I mean, it should be easy to figure out, but it's kind of tough to figure out because it's of – It's not uh, easy. Do you ever see the playoff points math? per game. Let's see. The worst we can do as far as mathematical points go is 1.714 points per game. Our One of our listeners, Smith of Snow, did, did some math for us, and he goes, if we win, we get 1.857. If we draw, 1.762. We lose 1.714. Now, if you look at the standings, uh, man, I mean, I guess, how many games does Minnesota have left? Who knows? Because they got the Rona. Sport, sporting, <laughs> we've locked up one of the top three seeds in the Western Conference. We have? Okay. Well, yes, then there you go. I can confirm that with you right now. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. See, it's all crazy. So that's a home playoff game, correct? That's a home playoff game. We got a home playoff game coming. That's cool. Not that we all can go anyways, yeah. but cool, cool. So what's what's still a question is, we can finish anywhere from first to third. So Correct. Yeah. We could have, and that's home. fine, dude. You just start these playoffs and, and call it a day. Like we'll take whoever it is because first place isn't going to get you anything. You're not getting a supporter shield. Right. All right. You don't need to get first in your conference. It does not matter. I mean, the only thing that home game, the only thing it would do, I would say is it gives you home field throughout the Western conference playoffs. I would much rather, not have to go to Portland or Seattle if we make it to the finals, say. Sure. But even a team like Colorado can take down a Portland or Seattle or a KC, man. Sure. I mean, it's MLS. It's weird. Anything can happen in COVID year. 
So, but Seattle, they play Wednesday night at LA Galaxy. Um, smart money's on Seattle. Playoffs um, are going to be nuts, by the way, because these are teams that are going to play each other that haven't been playing each other. Right. We don't know anything. It's going to be bonkers. <laughs> and then uh, Seattle finishes out decision day Sunday home against San Jose. So Seattle's in pretty, a pretty decent spot, I would say, with those two games. Seattle should lock down first place if I – if, if I were I'm a fan of that team, I'm if I were a betting that. man, yeah, I would say Seattle ends up in first place. Portland's interesting. They got home against the Colorado Rapids, which could, could be tough. Colorado just beat Seattle, so anything can happen. And then they have away decision day at LAFC. So could be tough too. LAFC's not what they were the last couple of years, but I don't think if I was in a must-win situation, I would want to play at LAFC. Well, now we don't have a midweek game. So, again, we're at a disadvantage, but we do have to go play Salt Lake. And that's always kind of a little bit of a rivalry, but they're not fighting for a playoff spot. So how, how competitive do you think that game can get? Yeah, it's, it's weird, man. I mean, it's like, I don't know. It's that we always get in such, like, grudge matches with RSL at Rio. Could be gross. Yeah, it's, I mean, we don't never... have any anymore, but they still have Beckerman, right? Yeah, it's never clean. It's always like a dirty, like in the mud match, and I don't, I don't yeah. like it. Like Roger, dude. I mean, I've, Roger's <laughs> gonna start some shit. I don't know. It could yeah. get bad. Yeah, I just like, and I, I just have negative association anytime we have to go play out our set. Like, I don't think they have Luke Mulholland anymore, but like, I always wanted to punch that dude in the face. Well, there's nothing like, in it for them, and yeah. d- depending on other teams performances there might not be anything in it for us right so well kyle beckerman's a little shit so i wouldn't put it past him to be like oh we got nothing to lose i'm gonna go hard at roger studs up why not so yeah i don't know but yeah like you said okay so we're we're fighting for first place we can go anywhere from 1.71 points up to 1.857 and you know that's it just is a real bummer because had we had we had that game against minnesota and won then you know we basically control our own destiny yeah so it's just we don't i think we finished second place man if i'm saying i I think seattle gets the job done and portland drops some points i think we finished second place i feel decent about that and then it's just a matter of hoping that somebody upsets seattle in seattle yeah which is possible be real cool to hang on to that home field advantage maybe all the way to mls cup man that'd be bonkers Uh, we do have uh, a question from Drake Ewing. He says, how far do you see sporting making a run in the playoffs? Well, that's a good question because it's, <laughs> it's going to be uh, it's, it, it's a dude. We're playing teams. we never really saw. Yeah. We haven't even played a Portland or Seattle yet. You know? Yeah. It's hard to know what we, we might are get smashed. <laughs> we, we could get smashed or we could be, you know, the best team in the West. It's hard mm-hmm. to honestly tell. I mean, one could say, you know, maybe they're playing a little bit better competition, but because they have to play each other, I guess, but not really because the Galaxy are terrible. Vancouver's terrible. Like LAFC is okay, but not great. San Jose is on the cusp of making the playoffs or not making the playoffs. So I just, I don't think, you know, one could argue that Sporting KC as a whole have maybe been tested a little bit more. Because we've played Minnesota United, FC Dallas, Colorado. Those are those are three playoff teams that we've had to play. So I don't know. It's just COVID has ruined me, by the way. You said maybe they've been tested more. And I'm like, I immediately went to like, why? Why would we test more than them? Yeah. But I mean, it's also hard to know. Like, let's say we make it 
to MLS Cup Finals, which is a certain, certainly a possibility. I don't think we truly know. How do we stack up against Toronto? How do we stack up against Philly or Columbus? Well, we played Philly and kind of got smacked in the mouth. <laughs> back in MLS's back? Yeah, yeah, which seems like nine years ago. Yeah, but, you know, how does that match up to the SKC team now? I mean, who knows? But, you know. Who knows indeed. I don't want to see, you know, I don't want to see any of Philly or Toronto or Columbus. You know, watch Christian Namath score, you know, a late winner against us in MLS Cup. Hey, Christian Namath just scored one hell of a late winner. Yeah. So he's over in Columbus now, for those of you who maybe missed it. So I don't know. It's just, it's really tough. Um, It's really tough to know. I think Sporting KC get at least one playoff win. I will say that. I would say it's a reasonable expectation that Sporting KC could make it to the Western Conference Finals. Anything beyond that, I think, is too hard to predict at this point. Because we just don't know. Yeah. So I know Ali Trost. She last Ali Trost last week said that you know MLS Cup should be the expectation, and I think that's perfectly fair. It's just it's hard to know. I think it can be if this team's firing on all cylinders and making little to no mistakes. They're forced, bro. They are. There's seriously good things going on. There's youth. There's speed. No lack of speed. That's for sure. Yeah. And uh, strength, man, up top. So. It's it's definitely a, a good expectation, uh, dude. How great was Ali? Like that was just a, it's a, good just a great interview, man. That was fun. Yeah, yeah. It's it's we're really glad that we had her on, and and she, uh, you know, she's really knowledgeable and knows what she's talking about. So it's a, uh, you know, good thing that we were able to have her on, and we'll hope to have her on again sometime in the future for sure. So let's. Uh, you have anything else you want to say about SKC or our chances or anything going going forward? I mean, we got RSL on Sunday, like we said, do you think we win, get a result? What's going on there? That's just my dog. (laughs) That's not what I was asking, but (laughs) what what were you asking? I was just asking, you know, what, what's, what, what do you think's going on with the RSL game? But, Oh, or the dog. I was right when my dog just (laughs) lost his mind. So he's just very passionate about SKC versus RSL. Well, when there's people outside making noise, I want to go out there and yell at them and be like, shut up. Yeah. Like, don't you understand? Yeah. And they're like, no, I'm working. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, RSL, what's going on there? Is that what you asked me? Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what, what you're, what you're asking. But what's, what's your prediction? <laughs> what do you think is going to happen? No, I, I think it could get gritty, but at the same time, I'm like, why, why, yeah. why should it, why, why should they care so much? Yeah. Um, so I, I fully expect sporting to be super rested. And yeah, get in there and, uh, you know, acknowledge this as a rivalry and acknowledge that it's a must win three points if they want to even think about a first place spot. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I expect three points because I know they do. I would say, yeah, they definitely expect three points. RSL does not have a game on Wednesday either, so they'll be fully rested as mm. well. Well, we'll be super rested. <laughs> but I think I think super we put – I think Busio gets back in there, man, and uh, – you know, because they've, they've liked what they've seen with him on the wing. Yeah. Could be exciting. I would say my gut says it's probably going to be a draw, but I think that it's certainly possible SKC gets a victory. Mm, don't bore me like that. <laughs> I I would like a more exciting game than the Cincy game. Oh, 100%. That was well, not... it, it, we have an evening game on Sunday, right? Isn't it like 6? No, I think it's 3.30. Oh, it's 
5.30? What? Is it not 5.30? It's decision day. I thought they were all at the same time. Is that not how it is anymore? Is it not? Did MLS... 5.30? I don't know. 2.30. calendar wrong? 2.30. Oh, it is. Weird. Okay, so all the Eastern Conference games are at 2.30. All of the Western Conference games are at 5.30. Interesting. Yeah, decision day never did that. They, They used to have like a miniature decision day where they did every team in one conference at a certain time and every yeah. team in the other conference at a different time. Decision day is supposed to be all at once. I thought they always did it all at once because like if you're trying to buy for the shield or whatnot, like you don't want to know ahead of time, oh, we already lost that or we didn't lose exactly. it or whatnot. It's supposed to be all at the same time. But Yeah, people checking their phones at halftime, yeah. you know, even though they say they don't do that. I'm sure some people do. Oh, they do that. <laughs> Somebody's doing that. But yeah, I don't know. 530, man, Rio Tinto Stadium. Should be good. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, right and, now. Hey, if you're a Chiefs fan, doesn't even interfere with the Chiefs game. There you, you go. Love it. There you go. Right now, it's a four team race for the Shield Philly, Toronto, Columbus, and Portland. Those are the only three teams that can, that can win it. So, or it's only four teams that can win it. So, we're, you know, we're not in that picture, but we'll, uh, we'll know more before Sunday. Uh, the Shield winner will go to the CONCACAF Champions League. Uh, they just announced that CONCACAF Champions League will resume uh, later in December. I think they're going to have quarterfinals played on December 15th and 16th, semifinals on December 19th, and the final on December 22nd. And as far as MLS teams go, um, NYCFC, Montreal, LAFC, and Atlanta United are the four teams that are still alive in CONCACAF Champions League. So, do you have any wow. interest in this whatsoever? Not really. I forgot. Is that is that even a thing? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just what the hell. Like, it's not even like it's still going on. But like Atlanta, like they're in the middle of their home and home. It's like they're down right now, three zero to Club America. They're out almost certainly. Um, yeah, they Mon- just aren't the team they used to be. No, Montreal is trailing two one to Olympia, and NYCFC are losing one zero to Tigris. And then LAFC and Cruz Azul never even got started. Yeah, NYC had a pretty good uh, – I, I had hope for them when I saw the 1-0. I was like, hey, okay. Yeah. That's pretty cool. They're, but they're not the team they used to be either. No, no one is, man. It's, no. Everyone's different. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I couldn't tell you what America or Olympia or Tigris or Cruz Azul are like right now either because who knows how the pandemic's affected them. Yeah, I have but, no idea. I just, I don't know. It's really, really hard. Sports in general, except for, I would say, the NBA and the NFL felt like the most normal to me, weirdly. But like college football, I'm a huge college football fan. It's probably my overall favorite sport out of everything. Haven't been able to get into it this year. I've watched like a total of like 30 or 45 minutes. Not really. Just, I mean, because they're all starting at different times. Like the Big Ten just started. The Pac-12 hasn't even started yet. They're only playing six games. Like it's just, it's kind of like, this doesn't just feel like it's not a regular year. I guess because I watch SEC and Big 12, it's all. Yeah, you guys have been going. But like, you know, USC is ranked in the poll right now, number 20. But we we haven't played any games. So how are we supposed to be stacked up against, you know, LSU or whatever? Right. But it just it just feels kind of weird. So, but I don't really care about Concacaf Champions League this year. So no, not really. It's kind of just kind of weird. But 
I don't know, man. If uh, if Sporting KC wins MLS Cup this year, I'm going to count it just as a normal MLS Cup, and it'll go down in history as we want it, just like we normally would have. And if we don't, I'm just going to write it off as, that ah, was a weird year. That's the plan. Yeah. <laughs> that was the plan with the MLS's back tournament. Like, yeah. I, I'm all – I'm all over it, man. Like, cause, yeah. uh, if, if there's anything more metaphorical than the MLS season, you know, it's, uh, that you're not guaranteed it tomorrow. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you don't Especially know right now. what the next day brings yeah. illness. Yeah. Locusts. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not. Goddamn 2020. Um, it might be a civil war right now. We don't know. We recorded this too early. <laughs> That's right. People could be outside my door, man. Yelling white power or something. Jeez, I, <laughs> I hope not. My God. That's oh, a thing. Those Lord people exist. Us. I know. I hate it. Um, anywho, on Jimmy's that Jimmy's crying, note, by the way. Jimmy's crying. <laughs> I cry because it's not that far from reality. Oh, my God. Uh, well, here's to hopefully better days ahead. How about that? We shall see. I, you know, or, or they're still counting votes and shit. No one knows anything right now. Everyone's just hanging out. Everyone's just running around, yeah. Who not knows? a big deal so anyway we'll uh, hopefully be back next week with a victory pod after we hopefully play a game who knows they might just cancel decision day games because of the rona so yeah. we don't know <laughs> but <laughs> if uh if we do play or if we don't play either way we'll be back next week but uh make sure you leave us a five star rating and review because we want to get noticed by more people and if we get noticed by more people you're more likely to get a bidet discount next week <laughs> <laughs> so we're, uh, we're still working on that but uh, yeah make sure you follow us on twitter at no other pod at dan Kuzer, at jcmax03 like us on facebook facebook.com slash no other pod or send us an email no other pod at gmail.com but uh until then he's dan i'm jimmy we'll catch y'all later see ya god bless america This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.